my friend, and welcome to season two of Arise and Then Go and Be. I'm Kendra. As Christians, our goal is to fully mature in Christ as we continue to be actively surrendered and refined and transformed more and more into his character. And that's really what the nature of this podcast is about. So I'm super excited and I'm so glad that you chose to join me. So thank you so much. Have you ever had that feeling that something is missing from your life? Something, but you can't quite put your finger on it? Well, it isn't a something. In fact, it's a someone, and his name is Jesus, and he longs to have a relationship with you. He loves you so much. If you would like to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, check out the last segment, and there you will find an explanation of salvation and a prayer to accept Jesus into your heart. Last season on the podcast, we spoke about rejection in quite a few different formats. We talked about love and forgiveness and dug really deep into repentance. So this season, we're going to discuss more topics dealing with spiritual growth and maturity and changing perspectives and things like the hidden wisdom of God. So it's going to be a lot of fun. This episode's theme is about staying alert during the times we are living in. I like to think that I tread with caution. You know, I'm one of those Christians that uses a heightened sense of discernment. And that it would be really difficult for me, you know, me, (laughs) to become entangled with anything dealing with or deriving from New Age, for instance. The Bible warns us in Matthew chapter 24 about not being deceived in the last days. The scripture says that many will be deceived, even the elect if possible, which is God's chosen people. So again, I like to think of myself as someone who is on point when it comes to these kinds of things, right? Well, let me explain how I nearly became entangled with this notion of the Enneagram, which is new age and has origins from the occult. Essentially, the Enneagram is a personality test, and it sounds harmless and even helpful. However, it finds its origins in the occult. So through a friend of a friend, I learned about it. It's a personality test. I even saw on some people's bios on Facebook prior to this that they had included their Enneagram number, like I'm a journalist, a wife, and a mother, and and I'm a five, or a six, or whatever. Um, But other than that, I had never really heard about it until I met a friend of a friend. And she began to tell me more about it, and she was saying that it was helpful for self-improvement efforts, even helpful dealing with others. And so, I was intrigued. I was so intrigued that I initiated her giving me an impromptu test just to kind of find out where I fell on the Enneagram itself. And she did. She gave me a test and she told me where I fell. And I was so amazed because it was so accurate. I was even excited. 
and I told my daughter, and she was more familiar with it because she knew other Christians who were into it. Um, And she told me that she thinks that it creates division. And so I asked her how, and she told me that she knew like several different people who once they had taken the personality test of the Enneagram, they were canceling people based on their results. Like, for example, they would be like, well, I'm a three and you're an eight, so we probably shouldn't like be friends. And I was like, okay, red flag. So I prayed about it and I felt a check in my spirit and I did some research on the origins and it comes to find out that it's derived from the occult. A man named Claudio Naranjo and Carl Jung are some of the well, more well-known people that have contributed to this Enneagram and they are both known New Agers and The way that they came about creating this information on this personality test was from something that's demonic and it's called automatic writing. And essentially it's where they channel evil spirits, demonic spirits, and then they write down the information that these spirits give them. And these spirits get this information from centuries of studying human behavior. And so this Enneagram comes from these roots of these demonic spirits and the occult. So it's a, it's a new age occult thing. And so this other guy, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but his, his name is Richard. I want to say it's Roar. <laughs> it's R-O-H-R. And so he is really more of the one who's responsible for introducing it into the church. Um, but he's a heretical new age occultists as well and so red flag again so this information from this personality test is demonically accurate because again it comes from centuries of them studying human behavior and that's why it's so accurate Um, but again it's devised as a spiritual tool by Gnostics occultists and New Agers and so for me as a Christian I have no business getting involved with anything like this. And so we need to be operating in a very heightened, ultra heightened, with a heightened sense of discernment in this season and in the times we're living in. We need to be aware and and have our guard up against false teachings and false doctrines and other ways, not just this, but other ways that new age and occult concepts and ideologies are infiltrating the church. And as I began to do research on this, as it relates to the church, I read that a lot of churches have and are introducing the Enneagram to its members. Um, It's spreading like a wildfire. Um, They're mixing biblical concepts with occult ideologies. There's even Christian Enneagram devotionals. Talk about an oxymoron, right? So what does the Bible say specifically about this? Well, let's read 2 Corinthians 6.14 and chapter 7, verse 1. And it's going to tell us exactly where God stands on something like this. It says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteous and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? 
What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. And he has said, as God has said, I will live with them and walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. And I read that out of the NIV translation. So that sums it up. That's where the problem is. We're mixing biblical concepts with demonic ideologies and some people even call it the doctrine of demons and so that's the problem so how can we expand this because this is just an example of new age infiltration there's many more So what are some common red flags to watch out for? Well, clearly, origins. That's one of the major ones. We want to know what is the origin of a thing? Where does it come from? Another thing to look out for is when you feel that check in your spirit, you need to listen. Things that focus on self-reliance and focus on striving to be the best version of yourself, that's a problem. Now, some people would say, well, everyone wants to be their best self. However, the problem with that is that goes against our goals as a Christian, which is to be transformed into Christ's image, not to become the best version of ourselves. Because guess what? The best version of me is still bad. It's still unclean and sinful. So these kinds of things that put the focus on self and not on Jesus are demonic. And I would say that those are some of the common red flags that you see that are probably prevalent throughout a lot of this new age and occult ideology. And so as I began to research for this episode, just to get a better understanding of this Enneagram, I came across a very disturbing video from a Christian pastor, and he was saying, that he thinks that the Enneagram is neutral and it's not new age, it's not um, ancient, it's not this and it's not that. Um, And he was actually saying that he uses it for spiritual formation and that God used the Enneagram to speak to his heart. And the problem with that is that this information comes from demonic um, channeling. And so God doesn't use occult ideologies to speak to the hearts of people and so this woman named Tara Richards she replied to the video and let's read her response she stated everything so perfectly she summed it up so eloquently she said deny yourself pick up your cross follow Jesus as in Matthew 16 24 don't conform to the pattern of this world be transformed by the renewing of your mind in Romans 
12, 2. And she says, I have died and am now hidden with Christ in God. Colossians 3, 3. Now here's the part that I really wanted to read because it just summed everything up in a nutshell. And she says, I don't want to be the best version of myself. I want to die to my sin nature and be made into the image of Christ. The Enneagram gives us an excuse to act or react certain ways contrary to what is produced by the Spirit, as in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. As believers, we should be throwing off the sin that has held us in bondage, not embracing it as the Enneagram teaches us to do. And that is from the mouth of that Richard Rohr person. If I'm hidden in Christ, then shouldn't I get to know who he is more than focus on who I am? Who I am is unholy, unclean, unworthy, and in need of the Savior. He is the eternal God, holy, righteous, just, and wants to wash us clean by his word. You can call it a neutral tool all day long, but the reality is it came from a man who claimed he received it through automatic writing, which is that channeling of spirits, and it's demonic. And God refuses to be worshipped with things brought forth by the occult. We don't use a Ouija board to pray, so why should we use the Enneagram to get to know ourselves? To me, these things are the same. And she's concluded by saying she's praying for eyes to be open across the body of Christ and that the enemy will not capture the hearts of God's people. So thank you, Miss Richards, for allowing me to read your response to this very disturbing video. And so red flags, inherent and prematurely judging people. And that's really what got my attention about what my daughter said about it was that it facilitates this inherent judging of other people. I mean, people are so wrapped up into this Enneagram. It's everywhere. It's, it's, um, it's, it's being seen in the, on the a- academic scene. It's in business. It's in schools. But when it gets inside the church, that's a different story. And so we don't want you know, this to become the focal point and it almost becomes like a religion in and of itself. And that's really a major problem. So what am I saying and what am I not saying? Because I want to be clear. Let's start with what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that things like personality tests are demonic just in general. And I'm not saying that anything or any kind of self-help concepts are bad. That would be ridiculous, right? I'm not saying that at all. Again, to reiterate, what are the origins? What is the goal? And what's the focus? When we start veering into non-biblical self-reliance, that is not of God. It takes the focus off of Christ. So anything that takes the focus off of Jesus and puts it on self is demonic. It's a red flag. I mean, think about it. That was the enemy's initial issue. He wanted the attention to be taken off of God and on him. So that would be a theme that is prevalent in most of this garbage. So accountability is equal to our own level of revelation. And when I was training to become a field service engineer, a higher level engineer said something to me that stuck with me. 
and it's and it's very interesting and it's really kind of simple but it's this is what he said he said you can't know what you don't know you can't know what you don't know and so your accountability is equal to your level of revelation so if you're praying and you're walking according to the holy spirit then you need to listen to those checks in your spirit because at that point once you have those um, convictions, you're going to be held accountable. So what now? Now we do something that I love. It's one of my favorite things. If needed, we repent. We repent and ask for forgiveness, for knowingly and unknowingly becoming entangled and in agreement with things that are not of God. We open the door to a litany of other issues. Did you know and did you realize that even partnering with these occult ideologies, knowingly and unknowingly, can give demons legal access to your life? Legal demonic activity and in the lives of your family and your children. When you become misaligned with the will of God, you're treading on dangerous ground. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. We worship your holy name, God. We love you so much. Thank you for everything you've done, everything you're doing, but most of all, for who you are. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. You are a good father, God, and the good shepherd, and you always lead us into all truth. So thank you. We need you, Lord. Lord, please forgive us for knowingly and unknowingly partnering with occult practices, divination, and demonic ideologies. God, we repent right now in Jesus' name. Lord, help us to remain alert and to continue to walk in your truth and truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My friend, thanks for joining me today. Next time on Arise and Then Go and Be, we are going to be talking about filling in the gap between men and women. Yes, this one is for the ladies. We're going to call it Comprehending the Male. We're going to talk about Proverbs 31, of course, right? So ladies, what do you think that we need to do? The one thing that we need to do when men speak. Do you know what it is? Especially when they're talking about their feelings. Listen. It's that simple. We need to listen. So we're going to talk about filling in the gap between men and women. And now it's time for you to arise and then go and be. Go and do what God has called you to do. And go and be who he has called you to be. Go and be loving. Go and be trusting. Go and be courageous. And go and be amazing.
ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Peacewithgod.net breaks this down beautifully. Let's go through it. You can have real lasting peace today through a relationship with Jesus Christ. God loves you and has a plan for you. The Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's John 3.16. Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, a complete life full of purpose, John 10.10. But here's the problem. People are sinful and separated from God. We all have done, thought, or said bad things, which the Bible calls sin. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. The result of sin is death, which is spiritual separation from God, Romans 6.23. There's good news. God sent his son to die for our sins. Jesus died in our place so we could have a relationship with God and be with him forever. God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5.8 But it didn't end with his death on the cross. He rose again and still lives. Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 4. Jesus is the only way to God. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me, John 14, 6. So, would you like to receive God's forgiveness? We can't earn salvation. We are saved by God's grace when we have faith in his Son. Jesus Christ. All you have to do is believe you are a sinner and that Christ died for your sins and ask for his forgiveness. Then turn from your sins. And that's called repentance. Jesus Christ knows you and loves you. What matters to him is the attitude of your heart and your honesty. To accept Jesus as your savior, let's pray. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. And I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. And I believe that he died for my sin and that you raised him to life. And I want to trust him as my savior and follow him as Lord from this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. And I pray this in the name of Jesus, amen. This is just the beginning of an amazing journey. I would suggest that you get a Bible, whether that be an app or a paper Bible. I would suggest both and ask the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and to fill you and to take control. Also, I think it's important to get involved with a church family for discipleship and guidance on this new journey. And most importantly, seek God. Just continue to pray and seek what his will is for your life and actually commit to surrendering to him on a daily basis and grow your relationship with him like you would any other relationship and watch God do 
the most amazing things in your life. He really will exceed our greatest imagination and outdo them all. Thank you.